Thank you for joining us here at Celebration Church, where we celebrate God, celebrate people, and celebrate life. We hope you enjoy today's message. Hey church, I'm excited to bring us around the Word of God today. I am bringing us around a part two of a part one that I shared entitled, uh, When We Lose Our Minds and what we can do about that. And I want to give you a little recap on what I shared last time, and then we're going to get right into this thing. If you're new with us, welcome. Hope you feel comfortable sitting in your lounge room doing your thing. We're going to um, lean into the Word of God, and I pray as we continue this Love in Lockdown series that God would speak to you. So a few key things from last time I shared I told us that there's two key areas that we can do when we are losing our mind. The first is we reach out. Maybe it's phone a friend, maybe it's lean into a mentor, or maybe it's uh, reaching out to a professional, but we shouldn't do it alone unless we want to. So let's reach out, let's get help when we find like we're losing our mind. And the second thing I encouraged us with was that we would uh, reach inwards, that we would remember who we are in God, that we wouldn't see Uh, what the world sees when they look at us or see practical mistakes and failings, but to remember who we are in the kingdom, to remember who God has called us to be and live out of that. And when we find ourselves losing our mind, reaching out and getting help and then remembering who we are in God can really help us to find ourselves again and to keep on being the people that God has called us to be. It just takes us slowing down and making some choices that we'll be proud of when we look back. On. So we're going to come into part two of when we lose our mind. My prayer again is that you would be able to look back on your choices and be proud that you made them. And I want to encourage and maybe remind us a few things that I've been sharing across some different courtyard Zooms, across some leadership Zooms that I think is going to help us this morning to keep on loving ourselves and getting breakthrough when it comes to loving ourselves, when it comes to our mind and our thinking. But let me pray for us and we will get right into the word this morning. Jesus, I thank you that you love us, that you have called us, that you have chosen us. I pray that we would see ourselves the way that you see us. I pray as we come around your word this morning, that those of us that may be struggling in our thinking, may be struggling a little bit when it comes to loving ourselves, Maybe we've even got self-hatred or um, a lack of respect, identity for ourselves. Our esteem could be through the floor. And I ask this morning, God, that you would open our eyes to who we are in you and you would equip us to help us when we're struggling and we feel lost to keep on moving forward with you. So help us, change us this morning. We are hungry to be more like you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, everybody said... Amen. You can write amen in the chat. You've only got five seconds to do it. Don't be slow. Quick, do it. Do it now. Do it now. Okay. The the moment's over. So, have you ever been lost? What did you do when you were lost? Have you ever been lost at all? Or have you just always known what's going on and know what's happening around you? Maybe as a kid, you're at a shopping center, you got completely lost. You had to go to the front desk and they called out over the microphone, can someone please get this little Russian boy, Joel? And then your mom or your dad would come and get you and you'd be crying and they'd take you to McDonald's so you could go down the slide and then they'd drop you off to do your last HSC exam. That's a joke about me being 17 or 18 and crying at the shops. It's not true. 
Maybe you're at a school camp and school camps, I think they still do this when they do them in person. They do orienteering. Orienteering is the activity that the camp does when they have nothing organised. And what they do is they give pubescent teenagers a compass and a map and send them out into the bush. What could possibly go wrong? We found AJ. There's a news reference. Throwback. But what could possibly go wrong? And what happens when we are um, lost in that situation is we're supposed to look at our compass, we're supposed to look at our map, we're supposed to find our way forward. When we're um, practically lost, um, I shared last week about uh, reaching in, reaching out, getting help and support. But when you're really lost, you will reach anywhere. Like you look left, right, down, you look at where you, what is, is there a track here? What's happening here? You look up, you look, can I climb up that tree? Can I get a bit of, you're kind of frantically looking um, everywhere to find your bearings. And today I want to encourage us um, and help us to continue to reach out to the right things that are going to maybe help us in moments that we have lost our mind. So point number one in part two, so kind of point three, but point number one today is this, that when we are finding ourselves losing our mind, we need to reach down. We need to act. We need to have um, some kind of reaching out and reaching down to people. It is the deep and meaningful work. It is using what is in your hand to help someone around you. I want to read a scripture in Hebrews 13 verse 14 to 16. It says this, for here we do not have an enduring city, but we are looking for a city that is to come. Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of our lips that openly profess his name. Verse continues, and do not forget to do good and to share with others, for which, uh, for with such sacrifices God is pleased. This is encouraging us that um, we don't look for a city that is around us. Instead, we are looking ahead, we're looking upwards, we're looking towards God. But it tells us, do not forget to do good. In other words, it's easy to forget to do good when you're looking up to God, when you're pursuing Him. We can forget the needs down around us. And maybe when you're struggling in your mind, the same thing happens. You race around in your thoughts, you try and solve things, you fight this inward battle, but it should never be at expense of what the scripture tells us. Do not forget to do good and to share with others for with such sacrifices. It is a sacrifice when you're losing your mind to reach down, but they please God. It says God is pleased with such sacrifices. So let me encourage us, let's reach down. Or another way of saying it is to be a part of something bigger than our internal battles. To be a part of someone else's story, someone else's chapter, someone else's season, someone else's tragedy, someone else's need. To get outside of our simple internal battle and to reach down and help. Maybe it's to reach down to someone that is broken. When we do that, it gives us perspective. Your eyes are open to, oh, I'm not the only person that struggles. I'm not the only person that's struggling in their mind or their own 
their thoughts or their season or their situation. So when we reach down, it gives us perspective. Maybe we reach down to someone in the family. You are a part of a family. God has adopted you in. You have brothers and sisters, sons and daughters, grandparents, uncles, aunties. We're all adopted, but we are all a part of his family. And we reach down to his family when we're struggling in our mind. What happens is we are given community. When we reach down to the broken, we're given perspective. But when we reach down to family, we gain community. There seems to be power in our numbers. Another way to reach down is that we can reach down to someone with a different perspective. Instead of being high and mighty, caught up in your own thoughts, you can stop and you can reach down. And when we do that, it gives us understanding. It gives us empathy. The church uh, loses her empathy when she stops listening when she stops paying attention to the needs around her. So let's reach down to the broken. Let's reach down to our family in God and let's reach down to people that are different. And maybe one more reach down. We should reach down into deeper conversations. That'll make us more unified when we actually talk about things that are more than just, how's your week been? How's your lockdown? What's been happening? Have you done this yet? What's going on? Do you have toilet paper? Can I borrow some? Um, we should instead stop and be like, actually, I'm going to reach down into something a little bit deeper. And I think when we reach down in these different areas, whether it's to the broken church family, uh, people with different perspectives or just deeper conversations, our mind can calm. Our world can become bigger than our battle and our thoughts. And what happens uh, is all of this unifying, all of this perspective change, all of this community, and ultimately what happens is, is health in ourselves. So one of the greatest things you can do when you're trying to love yourself is actually to reach down a little bit beyond the surface level of what you're struggling with and remember who you're called to be. So my tip around reaching down is when you find yourself losing your mind, reach down and connect with the humans. Connect with the people that are around you. Reach down out of your thoughts and get down in their lives. Assist, help, talk, go on that journey. But have some meaningful work. Have something deep that you're committed to. You don't just stay up in your head, up in your drama, up in the clouds, but would get down because that ultimately will help you to love yourself and to be a lot healthier. The second and final point is this this morning, that when we are losing our mind, the last reach we can do is we can reach up. So we've covered reaching down just then. Last week, we covered reaching out and reaching in. So we've done out, in, down, and now it's time for the most important one to reach up. That heaven is available to you, but often it is not the first place we reach to. Maybe because it was point four in my sermon series and you thought you had to reach out to everywhere else. Maybe I tricked you. But I think it's often in life, it's sometimes not the first and ultimately sometimes it's the last thing that we reach into, our relationship with God. And it, it shouldn't be because it is the good one. <laughs> like it's the one that is guaranteed to change and transform us. It is the most important place to reach. And I think a little quote, it'll appear on the screen. We must fight the urge to mirror the world, to copy our neighbor's media and community and instead reflect 
heaven. We must fight those urges to just be a mirror of our world's issues, to get caught up in every conversation and argument and drama and situation, and we should fix our eyes on something a little bit higher. And the way that we do this is uh, in Philippians 4, it says, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned and received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. This scripture is giving us a really important truth that I shared in something and I've shared some of these things in different Zooms and conversations. So for some of us, this stuff is a reminder. But what we see here in Philippians is to fix our thoughts on higher things, on heavenly things, on godly things we can find other godly things when it comes to fruits of the spirit when it comes to what love is in 1 corinthians we can see these things that are above the line above society's level above what we naturally maybe do and we can reach into heaven so starting from our thoughts and how this scripture describes it like whatever you've learned and received and heard from me or seen in me put it into practice like it's this connection with okay finally whatever is true whatever is noble all these things think about them and then whatever you've you've thought about and seen in me and and notice now put that into practice so i think what happens is starting with our thoughts and out working through our hands our job is to reflect heaven the church should make it her mission to not mirror the world but to mirror heaven the world needs the church not to resound her noise but instead to resound heaven's noise so let me encourage you this morning how good are you maybe it's encouraged maybe it's a challenge how good are you at reaching up to heaven making heaven your home your your foundation your normal to bring its culture into the world and everything you do and everything you say how good are you at reaching up instead of looking at what someone else is saying, waiting for that message, waiting for that connect leader to say something, but just genuinely sitting with God and looking up. I want to share something I share with our connect leaders. Psalm 1 verse 1 to 2 uh, reads this. It says, Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his word day and night. Both in Psalm 1 and Joshua 1, we get this phrase to meditate on the law day and night. The word meditate appears throughout the scriptures. We often see things like in Psalms, the, the musical term selah, which means um, to, uh, to pause, to reflect and to praise. We see this term, we see this word meditate, and it, it almost exclusively uh, is speaking about meditating on God's word, meditating on either the law in the Old Testament or meditating on, God's, on, on what God is saying. Can I encourage us, church, to reach um, up to heaven and meditate on what God is saying, what he has said in his word, what he has for you, what he declares over you, what he declares over your situation, what he declares over your future, that scripture would be something that you would stop and meditate on. 
that you would pause, that you would reflect, that you would praise. And I want to encourage you this morning, I've encouraged some different groups of people to make large spaces to sit with the Word of God and meditate, to think about it, to think about it from every angle. May His Word be the greatest thing that we think about, that we meditate on, that we pause and reflect on. May it not be our opinions, may it not be that video that we watch, may it not be that opinion, may it not be that topic or that issue, may it be just coming back and being like, I choose to meditate on the Word of God day and night. I want to tell you, church, that's the thing that's going to separate you from what Psalms described as mockers and sinners and the wicked, that the righteous people are going to be these people that meditate on the word of God and let it change them. I want to encourage us that when it comes to um, meditating, when it comes to reaching um, up to heaven, a little thought around our convictions. Um, We should hold our convictions tight enough um, that we examine them. Here's my cup here. If I'm holding this, I can hold it like this. Like, oh, that's my cup, whatever. But when you really hold on to it, you be like, no, this is my cup. It says the word cup on it because sometimes I forget about things. Um, also, my iPad stand says, let me hold your iPad for you. It's very polite. It's a very polite stand. I love labelers. Um, but what can happen is we need to hold our convictions tight enough that we own it. It's like, no, this is my conviction. But we also need to learn the paradox of it all to at the same time, hold it loose enough, our convictions, that we can allow God to replace it. We can allow God to give us a higher way of thinking. And one of the really uh, disciplines and challenges, and if you can get good at this, good for you, is to learn in seasons. Because sometimes in seasons, we let go of our convictions because we're lazy. Because it's like, oh, it's more convenient not to believe that right now. And then in other seasons, like we can get confused. Should I hold this tight? Should I let this go? What is God doing? And you need to lean into his peace. You need to get um, his perspective on things. Maybe get a mentor that can help you. Because I think sometimes we let go of things we were never supposed to let go of. And we hold on to things that God's like, I want you to let go of that. That's a lower way of thinking. I need to change your thinking right now. So I want to encourage you in your mind, maybe you're holding on to things you shouldn't. Maybe you've let go of things that you shouldn't have. Let's come back and meditate on God's word and that will allow us to grab onto the right convictions and the right things that are going to help us to move forward. Imagine a culture inside of a church that we had deep community, that we had deep understanding because we actually stopped and had deep meditation on God's word. Where our first priority wasn't to connect with each other, but it was to connect with God to value Him, to serve Him, and to walk with Him. So my, my tip on this point is that when you find yourself losing your mind, reach up and reflect heaven. Reach up and reflect heaven. I'm losing my thoughts. I'm losing my mind. God, I reach up to you. Your ways are higher than my ways. Your thoughts are higher than my thoughts. I'm going to meditate on your word. I'm going to let your word be my normal, my foundation. Transform me day and night. This is the authority in my life. May the word of God transform and change me. Well, as we conclude our two-part series, I want to give you a bonus point before we do a recap and pray together this morning. So we've covered um, reaching out, in, down and up. And just the bonus point, point number three today, point number five for this series is be reachable. Um, Stay humble, stay mentored, stay connected. Um, Just kind of stay. Um, Who can reach you? Like who do you have in your world that can help you? Who's someone that can move your heart? Who's someone that can stop you from hitting your head when you fall over? Like 
Who are the people that are in your world that you've given access to reach and to help you in your journey? So stay reachable. Hebrews 10 puts it this way, to spur one another on towards love and good deeds. And as we are about to recap, I just want to read that scripture out in the message paraphrase. Uh, Hebrews 10 verse 22 to 25 says, So let's do it, full of belief, confident that we are presentable inside and out, Let's keep a firm grip on the promise that keep us going. He always keeps his word. Let's see how inventive we can be in encouraging love and helping out. I'm going to repeat that again. Let's see how inventive we can be in encouraging love and helping out. Not avoiding worshipping together as some do, but spurring each other on, especially as we see the big day approaching. So that last little point, be reachable so that you can be spurred on. I love that word in the message paraphrase, inventive in the way that you encourage and inventive in the way that you help out. Let's keep on having that with each other. Let's be reachable. Let's have someone in our corner that can fight with and for us. So the big idea today in today's message is when we are losing our mind, we should firstly reach down to connect with other humans, get off our high horse, get out of our head, get out of our situations, our storm, our drama, and reach down and help. And then secondly, that we should reach up to heaven because heaven is our home. I hope this mini-series inside of our series, Love in Lockdown, has helped you. Because um, when we lose our mind, um, I want to say one last time that we should be making choices that when we look back on, we can be proud of. So let's recap the whole four or five points. The first thing, reach out for help. The second thing, reach in to remember how God sees you. Third, to reach down to connect with others in their needs. Fourth, reach up to breathe in heaven so you can exhale it in the earth. And then fifth, that bonus thing, be reachable. Don't be an island. Have people that can speak to your heart that'll move you towards love and good works. I want to pray for us as we finish up this morning. God, I thank you that you love us, that we have a plan and a purpose for you. It is the greatest privilege of our life to know you and to walk with you. And I just pray as we continue this Love in Lockdown series that you would help us to find you, to encounter you in whatever season, and then to use that to love others. And I just pray for this message and the last message I shared. I pray, Holy Spirit, you help us to reach out to the right things. I pray, God, that we not get caught up in our mind and our thinking and our own battles, that we miss the bigger picture of what you want to do in and through us. So help us. And lastly, I just pray one more time, God, for anyone in their minds that are struggling, that feels like there's a storm, I just ask right now that you would give them a supernatural peace. They will be able to breathe in heaven and exhale everything else. That they would breathe in you and, and walk away from stress and anxiety and fear and feeling like they might be losing their minds. Help them. We thank you for everything you're doing in this season. You're a good God that gives good gifts. So we just celebrate you and everything you're doing. In Jesus' name, everybody said Amen. Man, I hope you wrote amen in that chat where you got to say amen. You've got to say amen. So 
Thank you so much for joining us this morning. We hope you were blessed and encouraged. After the service, we have the Courtyard Zoom. Come in, get involved, be a part. It's for anyone, any generation. Get on Zoom. The link is everywhere. You'll have it. Have an awesome time. We can't wait to be together in person soon. Have an amazing week. We hope you were encouraged by today's message. If you would like to know more about our church, please go to celebrationchurch.com.au.